So praise God. So we're going to talk about the fact that you must trust what you cannot see. Amen. You must trust what you cannot see. Amen. Praise God. So so we're we're in uh in Second Corinthians four. We'll start there because this is a valid uh consideration for us as believers. We we need to always keep in mind that we are dealing with a new thing. The gospel is good news. Amen. So what you are dealing with is new to you. Uh, it's not new to God. It's been tried. It's been proven, effective, powerful, everything that God is, his word is. But it's new to us because we are our new creatures in Christ. We've never been here before. And we are learning his ways. If you think about it, um, the years between um, Adam and Eve and Abraham, it took that long for God to find a man that he could start teaching him and his descendants about God. This is all for man to learn about God. So when you think about that, that's a long span of time. And then you take another long span of time till Jesus actually came. All the prophets and the law pointed to him. And when he got here, people didn't recognize he was he was the one they were looking for. You understand me? So man is really in darkness. So don't sit and beat up on yourself and try to get all crazy about the fact that you're still learning things in the Bible. Because you will be learning until Jesus comes or he, you understand what I'm saying, till you leave here. Uh, but there is much to learn and, and these are things that we, we have to understand that we have God's spirit inside of us, but we've got to learn how to work with the spirit of God. We've got to learn how to live on this earth, uh, receiving from the spirit of God and receiving from the realm of, of heaven. And so it's, it's a, an undertaking. And I, I think if, if we understand what we're doing, we're cut ourselves a little more slack instead of being so hard on ourselves sometimes about uh, what we know, what we don't know, if we can do this, if we can do that. And, and you know, keep keep ourselves humble to the fact that God has yet to reveal so many things to his people. And it has to be done on a, a different kind of a schedule. You know, you, you got to get on God's schedule with stuff. And I think if we jump off our little microwave ship, and and get on the gospel ship where God is, we'll we'll do a little bit better. You know, we won't be so uh upset and turbulent, wanna jump overboard and then you know, like Jonah, I don't go where I wanna go. Buy my own ticket to go where I need to go. I do my thing. You know, it's that kind of stuff. So so we we just have to learn how to just calm down, settle down. God knows where you are, but in the meantime understand what's going on. We've got to learn these things and and be comfortable in learning them and understand how faith works and get it to work for us to the maximum. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse, we start with 17. Uh, It says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. So get all the drama out of you. You got me? 
Oh, Lord, if it, you know, cut, cut that out. It's a light affliction. It's only for a moment, okay? But it's working something for us. So God does not put us through affliction or, or see us in affliction without a purpose. When Jesus was afflicted on the cross, it was for a great purpose. You know, except the corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it'll bring forth a lot of fruit. And so this is what God was looking for. He was looking for more sons and daughters to come through. And he said, it works for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen. We look not at the things which are seen. We look not at the things which are seen. See, we ready to go on to the next sentence. You got to get this one. See what I'm saying? This is this is key. You know, it's kind of hidden here in this little scripture. You know, we all know First Corinthians 13 because we know we don't do it. Hello. We got it. We still working on it. So now you're over in Second Corinthians chapter four, and you working on this one. So you know, you just dot dart around here. So now you got a, a second scripture. You you ain't working either, but you need to work it because it will explain a lot of things to you if you understand. We're looking at things that we can't see. We're looking forward to things that we can't see. We're anticipating things that we can't see. And so this puts us in a different position, but you've got to understand that in the back of your mind, as far as your prayers are concerned and your life is concerned, what you expect is concerned, you've got to accept that you can't see what's what you're waiting on. You can't see what's coming. Amen? And And because you can't see it, you have to keep your find a way to keep yourself trained to expect something that's invisible, but it's real. See, you can't say you're waiting in vain. You can't say it's not coming because you haven't seen it yet. You can't compare the visible with the invisible. You got to keep your attention focused in the unseen realm. And this is why he said, but at the things which are not seen. So while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. Oh, my. We got to look at something and we can't see it. Um. For the things which are seen are temporal, a waste of time to focus on because they're temporary. They're not going to be here. And if you keep working your faith, they'll they'll move fast. They'll disappear very quickly. Amen. It says. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary or of this natural seen realm only. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So your spirit man is, your spirit man has eternal life in him. The Zoe life of God is what keeps your spirit man alive. It's not the natural life. So you're not just a natural person anymore. You've been infused with eternal life. So you've got to learn how to work with eternal life because that's all the things that we are looking to God to provide come by way of eternal life. 
They don't come through the natural realm. Now they show up here, but they don't originate here. This, this realm does not dictate when they come, how they come, anything about it. This temporal realm has nothing to do with what we're expecting. Everything that about what we're expecting is eternal. So don't get moved by if somebody says, well, uh, we're not hiring until the, uh, no problem. Next. You know, most of us get a turn down and we go home and cry for about three days. Well, it ain't, it ain't coming. It was never coming from here. It, you didn't have an appointment to get it from here. No way. So why are you upset about what they tell you on this earth realm ain't going to happen? You know, the Lord showed me this with, with people. He said, you know, there was a, 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 a young man that, that was had started working at a place and and he was everything was fine was praying for for what uh he wanted and asked god for it and and you know he got this job and and uh, uh an opportunity opened up to to advance and he was doing fine with his faith until they told him uh we're we're going to open that up but it won't be until and instead of him having it now, he put it off. See, he he moved. He was fine in the spirit. When the temporal showed up and told him something, he yet grabbed that and let go of what he was believing. Got never got the promotion. Never got. Do you understand what I'm saying? And and that's it's like when you go to the doctor and they tell we found something. You <laughs> return to send up. You understand what I'm saying? It ain't mine. I'm not signing for it. You understand? You you just you you have to keep living in the the unseen realm. That's where your stuff is. It's unseen for a good reason, folks. God knows if He showed everybody everything they got, they build a tower to get to heaven to go rob Him and take it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he shows you a glimpse. He gives you a teaser. You know, he shows you a picture of it. And it's up to you to develop your faith to get it to manifest in the natural. It manifests in its in the unseen. It works totally. Everything that's necessary to bring it to pass is unseen. It's not seen. So we have to keep stuff in the proper compartment. Keep unseen, unseen. And keep seen, seen. And don't mix them up. You're, you're, what you desire and what you're praying for and expecting is out in a realm called glory. It's not, it's not even at the, at the dealership. And God will prove it to you because you go lay hands on something in the dealership. And that's my car. Now, when you when yours comes in, somebody took that three times and yours is yet to come. God will do that just to prove to you. You don't fix yourself on nothing here in the temporal. I'm going to say it again. You know, come on, y'all. Y'all got to help me out. I'm, it's too wet and too cold to go across the street. Huh? 
you have to keep things in their proper compartments. You try mixing them up and you'll, you'll get frustrated and you'll start feeling the time crunch and you'll start feeling this and feeling that. God has all your stuff on schedule already. It's due to come when it's due to come. You don't put a watch or a clock on God. You understand? He's way beyond that. And he'll blow your little head apart. You know, people start getting blessed by God. And I just don't understand it. Just, he's just so good to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he told you that a long time ago. You're just not catching up with it. He was good when you was broke. Hey! I like this God. Now all of a sudden he's so good you weeping and carrying on because you got a little something in the natural. He got more than this locked up where you can't get to it to squander it and mess it up. The prodigal looked at what he could see his father had. That's what messed him up. Give me the portion that's mine now. I want my inheritance now. He was just looking at what he could see. You got me? And dad said, well, you know, son, I wish you would stay around, but it, hey, it's yours. You can, you can have, you can have what's here now. Little did he know while he was gone wasting that, they'd unaccumulated more wealth at the house. Well, say it again. Little does he know that why he's running around with, with hookers and you know, living in a pig's pen and all that kind of stuff, just squandering away. It's hard work and father's family's hard work, just going down the drain. While he's been away, the daddy's made buku more money. Why? How do you know that? Because he put a ring on his finger and tell him to let him know there's more coming. In other words, you can't make me broke. God is not limited in anything. And if we'll repent, he'll restore us and give it. If the son got an inheritance again, God trusts him again. He trusts us again. But what we get, we can't get through impatience. We have to get through faith. Amen. You, you just have to settle down and trust God. Faith really is trusting God. That, that he knows what we need. Jesus said, you don't even have to ask. How many of us now, where we used to beg God to pay our bills, oh God, please send me enough money to pay this, please send me enough money. We just know it's coming. So you moved into a realm of expectation without begging for something, you know, through unbelief. So you're acting on that scripture. Father knows what you need before you even ask. Amen. So the way you ask when you're sure you have it is just thank him for it. Lord, thank you for sending me this amount and sending me that. And, and I thank you that all my needs are met. Thank you so good to me, Lord. And bless me, Lord. I've got something coming up next week, and I'm asking you to help me with that. You know, I need a little extra next week, so I'm thanking you for it. You're not begging, and you're not, but you're expecting. When he hears your cry, he answers. Amen. So, so yeah, we we step into different levels of believing God. You know, you have to. You have to grow up. 
you know, after you've been trusting him all this time, my goodness, we we should be able to trust him even more. So it's it's a trust thing and a confidence in him thing more than whether you have enough faith or not enough faith or little faith or big faith. It's all strong because it's pulling against a realm that, that is fighting tooth and nail to steal from you. So anytime you can take back what the devil's stolen, that's strong faith, folks. You understand me? And can step into that realm of where God is. Because the way you get strong faith is that you you have to stay focused on the, the unseen realm. That's what makes it strong. You got me? And that's what gives God glory when he sees his kids down here paying no attention and giving no thought to anything that's going on around them. Amen. You know, we've had some 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 good examples. I remember Ernest Angeli. Y'all remember him? He really just passed away about a year ago, over there in Akron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and news reporters used to pick at him here and there. You know how they they like to make fun of people who believe in the supernatural. And, uh, you know, he had made a statement, I guess, at one of his meetings or something. You know, he wasn't running to the newspaper trying to put something out there. But he was quoted as saying how real heaven was. And he would preach on heaven and stuff like that in, in the realm of the supernatural where God is. You know, God loves you. He really, really does. You know, that's, you know, that kind of thing. And, and the, I guess some reporters decide they pick at him. They had nothing else better to do. And they said, you, you believe in heaven and you believe in angels, we hear. And he, they, they were looking at him like, you know, prove it to us. He said, man, he said, heaven is more real to me than you are. They closed their little notebooks up and got up and, and kimbled on out of there. Just the same way they came in, they went out again. Do you understand what I'm saying? It would have to be because that man pulled miracles out of out of heaven for people, and so it had to be more real to him than than the natural. He would have couples come up there. We've been fighting. Oh, you can't do that. Come out, you know. They they leaving, hugging, and carrying on to stay that way. You know, I mean, anything that 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 was of the natural realm that the enemy was doing, he he could overcome it. He can. He could get better and he could bring usher God's kingdom in into the lives of people. Can't tell you all the people that have stepped on cigarettes, packs of cigarettes over there in those meetings. He was known for that, getting people off his nicotine is no good, you know, and that's when smoking was popular before they finally admitted they what they knew all along that it was killing people. You got me? You know, the lot of, lot of, uh, you know, the, uh, Pentecostal and holiness people always oh, don't 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 smoke the devil's weed you know all that kind of stuff and you preach against it and and they're right you know it might take decades for somebody to finally figure it out but anything you inhale that makes you cough that should give you a clue you understand what I'm saying but but the invisible must be more real to us than the visible we've got to learn how to trust what we cannot see transfer your and you can do it because the holy spirit will witness to your spirit 
what God is saying, what he's doing, what he's involved in, what's right for you. So you can live by the inner witness. You don't have to always see something or have somebody get involved with you in the natural and showing you this and talking to you about that. You can you can trust the invisible realm. You know, you really can. And in order for us to to receive the things of God, we've got to to move into that that uh, way of living more and more. So we live in eternity because we have eternal life living in us. Eternal life is not something in the future. It's something that's now. But it goes on forever. There's no beginning and no end to it. And because there's no beginning and no end, you can't put a time on it. See, you can't set a time for when something's going to happen for you, for when something's going to You can be healed at any time. It's just a matter of you conforming to what the the invisible realm is teaching and what the invisible realm is saying. So when you start to line up, with God's mind, God's will, God's word, you the more you line up and the more you stay lined up. You can't be a line jumper. One day you're in the spirit and you're oh excited about the things of God and the next time I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know when well what's taking so long. When it gonna happen? I come in here yet. What I do wrong? See, you just transferred your your focus from the invisible to the visible. And we know this. Somehow we know this. We know something happened to snatch me out of my bliss. (laughs) You know? Because the realm of faith is blissful. It's it's a heavenly realm. My goodness, how how much more of God do you want? And so once we, we continue in faith. But then we start letting his carnal mind start nagging at us. What about, what about, what about, what about? Huh? And you got to be strong enough within you to say nothing about that. That's not even a factor here. That's not under consideration. Where'd that come from? It came from the temporal realm. Oh, no, thought you just temporary. You talking about temporary stuff. I'm working on permanent right here. I'm working on stuff that's eternal. I'm working on stuff that I'm going to keep and ain't going to go away nowhere. See, we ain't thinking about you and what you got going over here in the in the, the temporary realm. It's temporary because the guy who runs it is temporary. Ain't you heard? He's not, he's not going to be around forever. His fate has already been decided. So he's going to live in chains and he has no power right now except for what he can keep stealing from people. And the least attention we pay to him in his realm, the better off we are. And the more effort you can put into believing God for great things, for his glory, for him to use, for him to make you a stronger Christian, for him to make you more capable of praying for the sick. For him to see you perform miracles. That's what we're working on. And just because you ain't seen it don't mean it can't happen. Because I used to say the same thing too. I remember when God said, well, I want you to start telling the people to believe me for miracles. And I'm like, huh? 
And the first time I said it, you know, God's God's going to do miracles, and people just look. Yeah, right. And he said, you have to keep saying it. You you can't, you know, when, when God called me, he gave me that scripture, don't look at their faces. That's temporary, too. Because the same people who think you're crazy going to be beating a path to your door trying to get healed. Do you understand what I'm saying? It always happens that way. Amen. It always happens that way. And you don't fault people for unbelief because they have to grow too, just like we all have to grow. So it's all good. You know, I didn't believe it. I didn't think he was talking to me at first when he said it. I thought, well, what kind of miracles? We, You know, that kind of thing. And then I got used to it. The more you say it, the more you get accustomed to hearing it and the more you believe it. So really, your confession is for you. It ain't impressing God. He knows the word already. And he knows you're trying to bluff him, too. Huh? He knows his kids. Don't you know yours? Amen. Oh, he knows his. But look at that. Ain't that cute? She think I'm really, she think I'm really impressed with her confessing it ten times in a row and then went to sleep already. Huh? So the things that are are permanent are unseen. That's what we're going for. Because you, you don't have time to waste in temporary stuff. You only have time. God only gives you this life to to invest in what's eternal. Nothing temporal. Amen. Because he can change that in a snap. If you don't like what's going on around you, you start the, the stating things to the contrary. Start speaking God's word into that situation. And believing God to reverse it and turn it around. And not be moved, you know, by what you see. I don't care if it, you you thought the last time it happened it couldn't get no worse and then it happened again. Ever been there? (laughs) Right. Keep quit thinking. Just live by faith. God, it's going to turn around. It's turning around as we speak. I believe it's changing even now and get get more into the invisible, expecting more from the invisible to come in and change your natural situation. And so this this is how it's done. So the natural and the scene we said is temporary. God's realm is eternal. It will be here forever. So you want to invest in something that's going to be here. Um. What you believe is a choice. What you believe is a choice. You're not locked in to believing. You know, you see people use this excuse. Well, you know, I was raised in a family that did so. Well, you're a new creature. You wasn't raised in God's family all your life. That's where you are now. So you got to start doing what God would have you do and quit using that as an excuse for ignorance and laziness and and not wanting to trust God. Amen. Why would you want to stay back in the same condition that you got saved out of? When you get saved, you get out saved out of something into something. Amen. You're saved out of your past. You're saved out of your upbringing. And I know some stuff is rough, but look at the cross. You didn't have to go there. 
You understand what I'm saying? You, you haven't endured that kind of unjust suffering. Amen. Nobody's trying to belittle, but you have more more offered to you now. A door has been opened to you to shed the old and walk into the new. And if you can, you know, to me, it makes no sense for you to be believing for a healing. That's that's part of shedding your old identity. You you were prone to sickness. Sin had a grip on you. You knew you had, you know, the afflictions you had were justified because you earned them by the wages of sin. So if you can want to shed that, why can't you want to shed what other people did to you that was not just in your upbringing? You want to shed sickness, you want to shed poverty, but you want to hold on to the sob story about why you can't change and why you can't love people. Well, exhale. Good grief. It's true. You know, stay off social media talking about that kind of nonsense. That stuff will run you into to Crazyville. You know, you you stay in some of these places, not just social media, the news, all that stuff feeds your carnality, feeds anger, feeds resentment. You know, anything that makes you feel hotter than you were before you read it, leave it alone. So when you think about it, you know, health is a choice. Wealth is a choice. Jesus has paid for all of it for us, and God tells us to choose life. So he actually gives you the right answer. You know, life or death, blessing or cursing. And then he says, choose life in case you really want to be stupid and think you can choose death and and be okay. You understand me? God's choice is for us to choose life. So when we choose life, we choose the things that come from eternity. Life is an eternal force. Death is temporal. Death has been overcome with Jesus' resurrection. So death is not permanent. It's from the temporal realm. Amen. It's part of the curse. It's part of the package that Satan brought in with his iniquity. And so when we choose life, we step into God's realm. And when you step into God's realm, you got to play by his rules. This is where people don't like it, can't stand it, wish it would end real fast. Why is it taking so long? What we're mad at when we ask why it's taking so long is the discipline it's going to take for us to get what we want. You know, you 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 praying for a while, then you worship for a while, confess the word, and it's still the same. And you think, oh, okay, this is going to take some, this ain't going to be no snap thing right here. This is going to take a little wake for me to shake this devil, you know. And so we, and what, what we need to accept is that God is looking for something out of us and he wants to put something into us 
that he has given us this promise to get us to bite and get on the hook so then he can do what he needs to do to get us conformed to the image of his son so we can last what he gives us can last and we can fulfill the call that he's put for us to go into all the world and preach the gospel so while you're just after you know a raise or a new car or a bigger paycheck he's after pulling his son out of you so the word world can see who you really are he's after big fish folks he's not after temporary things and he wants us to know the temporary is no problem you believe you received it i gave it to you where is it god you have it oh okay thank you and go somewhere and sit down you understand what i'm saying you have it but it's invisible you either have it or you don't and our problem is we have it one day and we lose it the next because we look at what's seen and we let the devil interpret for us why it hasn't shown up yet what we did wrong he'll never tell you what you need to do to fix it see god's the only one who will help you fix it so if god didn't tell you how to fix it then nothing's wrong you're just looking at the wrong place you're looking for something eternal in the natural realm and it's not there it's in eternity And I don't care how much you whine, you cry, whatever, you can't make it come over by yourself. Which is what most of us are trying to do. Quiet as it's kept. How to accelerate your promise. How to, <laughs> huh? how to accelerate your manifestation. How to, it's all focused on the natural. We, they never tell you how to accelerate perfection in God. That's not a bestseller. But that's really what God's trying to do is to get us to accept the fact that he has more at stake than just your little. You see, the Bible says he's given us these great and precious promises that by them we might get rich and go spend it all and live happily ever after. somebody find that for me because we need to read it amen that by them we might be what why does god promise us stuff not so we can have stuff huh did you find it somebody find it yet i think it's first or second peter Shannon will probably find, huh? Read it for me, Miss Vicky. Now, see if if I was TD Jacks, y'all be all over. There. Everybody be running up here with a Bible. Come on, Bishop, I got it, Bishop. Okay, okay. 
okay we got it so we get promises so that not so we can be partakers of goodies but partakers of what again miss vicky the divine nature how many of you asked for that right so since that wasn't on your request list god's got to work that in because that's scriptural you asking for something that you don't have yet that makes it a promise and it's invisible so you can believe you receive it when you pray we're all good but it's not just so you can be a partaker of stuff in the natural realm you're you're going to be a partaker of his divine nature whether you're going to change whether you like it or not you're going to change into a person who's not anxious for nothing you're going to change into a person that has patience in tribulation if you don't get it this week it's coming next week and you're you're good with that instead of nervous about it you're not threatening to quit every other sentence because you sick of where you at right now you tired we like that word tired instead of angry you're really mad you ain't tired you understand what i'm saying well i'm flustrated uh frustrated uh, okay even spell the word go get you a dictionary because you don't even know what you are and how you feel you're just mad you get ready to throw a tantrum you want your binky and your stuff you understand what i'm saying and god wants you to grow up be a partaker of his divine nature can you go out and while you you believe in god for the manifestation of whatever it is can you go pray for somebody can you go pass out some tracks and not stop and not keep looking to see where your stuff is can you keep yourself focused on what's important to him remember him he's god and he's in control here and so trusting god having faith and confidence in god trusting him means walking through some things and not seeing anything in the natural to encourage you you get encouragement from the word folks you you can't get encouraged this natural will flip you out drive you nuts have you run it here there and everywhere because the devil knows what you're waiting on and he knows how to manipulate you out of faith he's working on it all the time put little ideas in your head oh what's wrong oh what's wrong oh nothing's wrong everything's right devil you know you got to know his voice and get him out the picture plus you got to work with your own insecurities mental thoughts that come to you habits habitual ways of thinking of things so all of that's got to be broken god ain't gonna take no crazy bride up out of you no oh no we ain't gonna get in heaven and start tearing up every cupboard and open up everything get our stuff that ain't gonna work so he's got to get us mature while we're down here that's part of the process part of the deal folks it's just part of the deal so these promises come to us to make us partakers of the divine nature because all the fruit of the spirit are going to get stronger in you before you get certain things amen he just it's just that's part of what he's promised us amen it's part of the bible promise i know that went over real big didn't it thanks yeah right (laughs) so so in in health is a choice and i'm not talking about 
the stuff you see in the natural divine health. I better put that on here. Divine health is a choice. Amen. You want it God's way. And and you may know nothing almost about it. But what did you know about living for God when you first got saved? Nothing. So he takes us from nothing and begins to build knowledge and understanding into us. So in order to get our body well, if it's not well, you have to look at the you can't look at your natural condition as being your future. You have to look at it as being temporary. And in fact, you can put it in your past. I used to have. I used to have. I used to have tumors. I used to have pain. I used to have. Amen. Put it in your past. You can do that with your confession. Amen. You you have to get with heaven. Talk like heaven talks. Believe like heaven believes. Study your word. Meditate on the word. Make that word a part of you, and then your confession will match what heaven says about you every single time. You won't give thought to things going on. Amen? So in Romans chapter 4, if you'll turn there, we'll, we'll talk about this some more. Don't ever get bored with Romans 4, because that's where your future is. She don't know nothing but that. I don't really know this well yet. So y'all going to have to bear with me until I get it too. Amen. So we're talking here about Abraham and how he got uh, uh, naturally fathered a child and Sarah delivered it when they were past age. And when it says past age, that means past natural age. So God knocked out from under them all natural supports. They had nothing in the natural that they could go back and lean on. You know, sometimes we, we, we get some symptoms and we can get a pill and get some relief in a hurry, go back to work in a hurry. They didn't have nothing like that. They had to tough it out with God and see how God was going to get them to the place. See, this is what you got to rely on. God, you're the author and finisher of my faith. There's nothing wrong with me. You're going to get me to the place where I receive my blessing. You, it's your job to get me there. It's not my job to work my way there. It's God's job to get you there. Amen. So you want to arrive on time. In fact, most of us want to hit a schedule. Just admit it. You understand what I'm saying? But, but you, you want to get there, but you got to understand it's God's job to get you there and trust allows you to relax about it and not be so upset with yourself because you don't have something yet. You got me? So faith is a confidence, but also part of faith is trust. So trust is confidence in something over a long period of time. So you can't just trust God in a short short span of time. It's going to take some time for you to develop trust in him and to learn how to totally rely on him and not your confession, not your ability, not your Bible reading, not your this, not your that. Because see, what will happen is you, you'll you say, oh, yeah, if I worship God, wealth and riches will be. 
shoot them hands straight up in the air so quick and take them down just as quick because you see it didn't work as fast as you wanted it to because god wants to see if you can worship him all the time day and night as a habit till it gets good to you and you don't have to need something first in order to worship him you just it's just a part of you and that's what he wants to see that's the divine nature that's what he's after the nature of christ to develop in you to the point that that's your first resort not your last resort it's what you do whether you want something from god or not whether you're waiting on the biggie or not it's what you do as a routine because you love him that's the divine nature love if jesus didn't love and know the father he and the father loved the world so much he would never have been able to endure what he endured and we have to live the same way it's the love thing and so in romans 4 we'll go down to verse 16 it says therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace so they are talking about abraham receiving the promise that god gave him to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed not to only only to that which is of the law but that which is also of faith of the faith of abraham who is the father of us all so whether you were a jew living under the law or whether you're a gentile everybody's got to come in by the same door it's a faith door amen and he says as it is written i have made you the father of many nations i have made you this i have made you this i have made you this this wasn't after isaac was born this was before isaac was born says i have made you the father of many nations therefore i am changing your name now i'm not waiting until isaac is born to change your name i'm changing your name now because i've done it already so god has enough confidence in us using his word to know that that word is going to come to pass and that's how he that's how he operates that's the only way he operates he doesn't have to quote unquote see anything to feel more confident that that we can do what he tells us to do he knows it by the force of faith by the power of faith he says you get this in you the way i want you to get it in you it's a done deal we don't have to worry about you no more you start living this the way i want you to live it and everything that i'm expecting you to produce down here is a done deal and that's what he gave abraham and he says he says i have made you a father of many nations before whom he believed even god who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were now this is what the lord showed me about this scripture god it said when he quickens the dead it means he makes alive dead things and this is how he does it he makes dead things come alive and this is how he does it by calling it like it is before it is so before he's the father he calls them the father this is how you bring dead things back to life this is how he he made 
Abraham's body young and Sarah's body young. He called it to life before there was life there. And we do the same thing. Before there's an inkling of health in your body, you call yourself healed. This is how it's done. This is how dead things are brought back to life. This is how anything that's missing in your life comes back to you. You call that your possession before it's your possession, before it's in your possession. That's your car. That's your home. That's your family. That's your husband. That's your this. That's your that. And it's in the invisible realm. Not somebody you see or something you see down here, but something that's invisible. So you got to be careful with claiming stuff that's in the natural realm. You know, you just say, Father, I have a brand new car. And this is the make and this is the model and this is what people do that all the time. But what they do is they go run in the natural, save some money, go get it. You start speaking to God about it as though you have it already and see how it happens. See, it's up to God to make it happen. Don't you go somewhere and start trying to put down down payments and make payments and all that kind of stuff, unless he's told you to do it that way. But But just keep talking about it to him, to keep declaring it. Keep speaking life to it. Amen? And it will certainly spring to life. So he calls those things, he calls the dead alive by speaking to it as though it's already alive. So he calls Abraham, Abram, the father of many nations. So I'm changing your name starting today. I call you Abraham. And every time I call you that, that's causing life to come into your dead body. It didn't come until he changed his name. God had to call him something alive. Abram was an exalted father. That's past tense. He did that. Remember Ishmael? He did that number already. So God has to give him a new identity and a new number and a new promise. So he tells him, even though you did that, you've been an exalted father. You you had a son. You know, your your wife was barren. You had a son. You did that number. I'm giving you something to do that's extraordinary. I'm giving you something to do that you got to depend on me totally to do. That number you did, you had a lot of natural help. You did in the natural. But I'm giving you something extraordinary to do. So I waited until you couldn't do nothing yourself. You know why it takes so long sometimes? God's waiting for us to get tired and exhausted and frustrated and let it go. So now we he can have it and do what he wants to do with it. Amen. And then one day he'll tap on your shoulder like he did Zacharias. He said, oh, guess what? Guess what? Your prayer's just been answered. Zacharias like, what? Yeah, you're going to have a son. What? Who? Nobody in the temple but him. He couldn't have been talking to nobody else. So it's like when it's it's God's thing, folks. We got to understand that. Now, in the meantime, he'll keep you comfortable. He'll give you, take care of you, provide all your needs. He's not making you starve and suffer while you're waiting on the invisible realm to show up and become visible. You have everything you need. So you're not starving. You're not suffering. You're not 
No. But he wants you to have what it is that you're believing him for. More than you know. More than you know. But it's got to be done by faith. And I'll tell you, the, the best way you can you can keep it in the invisible realm is give no thought. Consider not. We consider too many natural things to bring this forth peacefully the way God wants to. But he trains us not to consider certain things. You know, you, you'll say, well, God... I'm running out of money. No, I'm not. I'm I'm rich, wealthy. I have all that I need in abundance. You 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 have to discipline yourself. You can't think anything you want to think and and stay trained because what you're doing, you're picking up information from the natural realm and getting distracted by what's going on in the natural instead of staying over in the realm of faith and over in the supernatural. See, this is why people that that we don't like so much get very very wealthy serving god because you never hear them say anything other than the word come out of their mouth they don't get sloppy with you know oh i i'm looking bad here i mean no they don't say nope 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 they can't afford to they got too many things they want from god hanging in the balance to get sloppy with their their words and with their believing and if you look at it off enough and say it often enough, you'll start putting your faith in it. So we have to discipline ourselves the way Abraham did. Abraham. So now he's Abraham. So he goes down to the DMV and changes his name on his driver's license. He calls all the credit card people and changes, give him a new name. Oh, yeah, father of a multitude. That's me. Amen. That's me. That's who I am. Change my name, new person. That's who I am. That's my new identity. And I want everybody to know it. I want every devil in hell to know it. Every saint, every sinner, everybody I come in, that I am healed. Amen. That's me. That's my new name is healed. I'm the healed of the Lord. I am prosperous and I am wealthy. I'm rich. Amen. That's who I am. And so once you start, and you've got to get it from God. You can't make it up and grab something out of the Bible and start calling yourself. It's God who calls those things that be not as though they are. And then he tells us to repeat what he says. We affirm what he says. We don't create anything new. Thank God. Some come in here worse than Frankenstein. Because we can't make up our minds half the time what we want. It's a good thing God has his word so we can make a decision. Amen. And it says God quickens dead things. He makes alive dead things. And this is how he does it. So I'm going to put that in my Bible. I don't know about you, but that's important for me. This is how he does it. Because this is what we're all looking for. The how-to. He does it by calling things that are not as though they are. He calls you healed while you still have symptoms and a diagnosis hanging over you. You're healed. Now, see, we say it, 
But we don't say it. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're saying and they're saying. You can repeat, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. You know, a parrot can do that. You got me? But when we say we're healed, there's something, there has to be more to it. There has to be an intent. There has to be a description. There has to be, just like if you say, I got my new car. What does it look like? There's a description. Amen? Healed means different things to different people. You know, when Bartimaeus came up to get his sight, he said that I might receive my sight. Why did he receive it? Because he saw himself doing things he couldn't do as a blind man. That's part of calling things that be not as though they are. See, many times we don't have what we're asking for because we're scared to fill in the details. See, it's the details that get us into trouble. It's the details that where the devil keeps it locked up from us. It's the details. What does healed mean to different people? Say somebody who hasn't worked in 10 years because they're physically disabled. Healed means I get up and get a job. Healed means I start looking for work. Healed means I expect to get get on my feet so that I can do this and do that and do this and do. It's the details that make it real to us. You don't have any details. It's just a word. Do you understand me? I I got a tape from Billy Burke, and he talked about what he called processing. And he says, when you, when you confess the word and meditate the word, in your meditation, there's a processing that goes on. So if you're, if you're limited, say you're, you're not able to walk without pain or you walk with a limp or you need assistance walking. When you begin to process, when you say, but I'm healed, your mind has to meditate on what that means and process it so you see yourself. Doing the thing that healed means. What does that mean to you? And see, when you first start to think like that, you know what will happen? Your mind will stop. Your carnal mind will stop your spiritual mind from embellishing what you what you see yourself doing. You understand what I'm saying? We've all had that happen to us. You'll start thinking about something that sounds real good, and you start, oh, boy, but Look where I am now. Do we all do that? You've got to kick that out of the way. you got to kick that devil down the road and say, uh-uh, you're not stopping me because I'm making plans. See, the way you process it is your plan for how your life is going to be when you're whole. That helps you to receive. That's, that does nothing but strengthen your faith. God did that with Abraham. What did he do? What did he do to help Abraham process being the father of many nations? Huh? Change his name, but what else? Quit mumbling over there. Tell me. There you go. That's how you process. That's your kids. That's your kids. Everywhere you look, children, everywhere. You don't think that changes your faith? 
from natural to supernatural? Huh? Sure it does. Because you have to begin to fill in, or guess what? The devil will fill it in for you. Until you look at you now, you ain't going nowhere. You can't be sitting there talking about doing all that stuff. Look at you. Again, pulling you back to the natural. Out of the supernatural, out of the eternal realm, back into the natural. Anything he can do to keep you you being here, he'll keep you here. So he fights your your meditation. He fights your your uh, processing. He fights how you put that picture back together again. And I can tell you when Bartimaeus threw off that that coat, the beggar's coat he was wearing, he the next thing was he went and got him a job because he had job in mind while he was wearing that beggar's cloak. All he needed was permission for Jesus to touch him. He says, "Oh, now." Many people, the, the, the word B-A-R, that prefix on a person's name. And you'll see, uh, you know, if you read your little notes in your Bible, it's a Bartimaeus and they'll define it son of Timaeus. In fact, I think it says that. The son of. The son of. The son of. Why do, there's a lot of sons running around. That's like Howard, little Howard Howard Jr. His, he, we, we call him junior to honor his dad. Cause we want him to be just like his, cause we like his dad. His dad's got good qualities. So we, we call him to make him stand out from the crowd. So Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, Timaeus must have been somebody. Cause you don't see that handle on a lot of people in the Bible. His father may have been wealthy, may have been prominent. There may have been a family fortune waiting on him, but he can't receive it because he's blind. So when he sheds that, trust me, he ready to go to work because he took that thing off. He said, uh-uh, it's over. He said, because they, they tell me, he said, I can't see nothing, but I hear my old slick brothers trying to take all the family fortune. He's trying to take my place. They negotiate for my share of the family wealth right now. I'm going to get my stuff. Amen. Nothing wrong with it. It belongs to him. He should be healed. Amen. And so when when you start to meditate on that word, I am healed, you got to do more than just say it. You got to pause. You got to see lie. You got to meditate. What's What's that mean? What's my next step? When I when my health comes back, what's my next step? So you gotta have that planned already. You gotta see yourself doing that already. Amen? And and once you see yourself doing it and it stays there, that's when it'll start to come to pass. Because you your your spirit, now your soul. Once your soul gets a see your spirit knows you're healed all the time. Am I wearing y'all out? Okay. Your spirit knows you're healed all the time. He waiting for your soul to get engaged. And your soul is this thing up here that keeps telling you, oh, I'm tired. Oh, what's the use? You understand what I'm saying. You got to cut that out. That's too expensive to engage in when you need a miracle from God. You got to say 24-7, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm pursuing this. This is mine. You know, I'm like a dog on a, a dog on a bone now i got something 
and and so you have to pursue it with that kind and see that's what's missing a lot of times in our confession is that zeal we're like confessing it and we could care less if it comes here tomorrow you ain't looking for nothing gotta be looking for something huh most of you women you know if you were in the world you'd pay all your whole paycheck for your best short little nasty looking dress and go run into a bar and sit up on a stool somewhere am i right poppy you gotta help me out here it's getting a little (laughs) but you give it your best shot you give it all you got this dress costs too much but it, it might land me the big fish in the bar you know tonight and go to it. Don't go. Don't go to the corner bar to die. Go somewhere. Oh, come on, y'all. We talking about landing the big fish, huh? Go somewhere where you gonna be scared to open your mouth. But the way you feel about healed what do you think what comes to your mind when you see yourself healed so you got to be brave that takes bravery that takes confidence folks because that's the thing the devil don't want you to start meditating on because he knows when you do that you defy where you are right now you stared in the face and you said nope you're leaving you're not permanent you are temporary for real and i'm making you that with my faith because I'm landing the big fish this time. And so so when you when you when you talk about calling those things that are not as though they are, God gives you permission to do that. Because that's how he operates. So we're supposed to be imitators of God like dear children, that's what the word says. So if you want something from him, you got to speak his language. Amen. Those of you who are parents, especially mothers, remember when your children were, when they first, you can wait for them to talk. And when they start talking, you didn't understand a word they were talking about. And they would be crying. And, well, what do you want? Is it this? Is it that? Is it that? That's a lot of work. But y'all got there eventually. See, that's the natural realm. God says, forget that. I ain't playing with y'all with that gobbledygook. You going to start saying what I say. You're going to speak my language because trust me, if you could have infused uh, understanding and relationship verbal with your kid when they were babbling, you'd have done it because you got tired of pick and choose. Amen. You go and get the pacifier, wash it off and stick it. Bah, I don't want that. You know, come on now. That always used to work. What's what's up with you now? You know what I'm saying? And so so God wants us to start to start out in his realm. We don't have to fumble our way in there. We start out by calling things that be not as though they are. We have his permission to do it. You don't have to be a mature Christian and know a lot of word and understand this. And I just talk. Quit talking crazy and start talking God talk. Talk his language so he can understand you and you can understand him and you can see miracles come in your life. So we call things that be not as though they are. And then we have to meditate that until it gets strong in us, until it gets 
to be all that we believe. Because trust me, most of the time when we haven't received it in nat- in the natural, it's because we either are half believing it and half the time we're cheating on it. In our mind, we're playing around with, well, what if this happened? You got to stop that because that ain't happening. What's happening is what's in the realm of the spirit for you if you stay with it. So the discipline is not letting your mind wander everywhere and pick that up and feed it. And that goes over to what Abraham did here. It says here, God calls those things, quickens the dead by calling those things that be not as though they are. That's how he does it. And that's how we do it too. And it says, who against hope believed in hope. So against natural hope, he believed in a new supernatural hope. So he's not trying to get anything the natural way anymore. He's sold on the supernatural. So you transfer your faith from from pills and you know maybe they'll come up with a new chemotherapy it ain't coming you got to trust god now you don't need that and see many times we rely on the natural because we think god's word won't do it but his word will do it you know it's like getting a pacifier out of your mouth now you got to do without it you can do without it you can tough it out amen might be nervous for a little bit, but, you know, best thing, parents, you know how mothers used to try to get you off the binky, they go hide it somewhere. Well, that ain't going to do it because you know where it is. If you mean business with that kid, you go throw it in the trash. Oh, I can't do that. Yes, you can. If you if he's 12 years old and he's still coming home looking for the, you need to cut it out. You It goes in the trash today. So that's that's just it. So and you know when that point is where where it's it's hurting them more than helping them, and that's what God does us with our faith. When it's when when relying on the natural is hurting you more than it's helping you, and He knows you you need to move on. That'll be all you you have is is the word, and you'll begin to see the word is enough. You don't it doesn't have to be propped up with anything anything else. The word is enough, and so He believed in a new hope. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith. His faith was strong when, when God started, when he started calling things that beat, he started changing his name and he got over into that realm. His faith got strong immediately. When you start calling yourself healed, your faith for healing gets strong immediately. You you don't vacillate back and forth. You might linger in your soul for a minute and wonder about stuff, but then you slap yourself, put you, no, I'm healed. There's nothing wrong with me. But then you got to understand how to make that more real to you, if I could say it that way. So how do you make it more real? By what you do and don't consider. The answer's right here. Being not weak in faith, he did not think about his own body. He didn't factor in the fact that he was impotent and Sarah was old. That's two strikes against anybody. You know, one one strike, you know, <laughs> like I used to live, one strike was I was broke and strike number two was he won't go give me nothing. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? I got to believe something. I got to get a new hope here. We got these two strikes working all the time. I got to get something else stronger. So I would always pray and ask God to. I'm not going to natural route. I'm going supernatural. You, I'm going supernatural on the brother. You understand what I'm saying? That's how you get what you need. Amen. That's how you get your needs met. That's how you get your desires. So he says, being not weak in faith, he did not even think about his body. Woo! I mean, not at all. Not the aches, not the pains, not slow getting up. You know, I made a vow with my mouth that I would quit grunting every time I got up off the chair. You know, it's a baby step, but I'm getting there. You understand? Because all that does is reinforce weakness. So I got to give that up. Amen. And call myself strong and believe it and see myself. What do strong people do? Well, they do this. They do that. They do that. They don't run to the recliner every time, you know, they look around and can't see nothing else to do. Make a dive for it. Stand up on your feet. (laughs) I guess everybody's guilty, huh? Well, anyway, bless, bless us, Lord. Amen. But he says he did not think about his body, his or Sarah's, either one. He didn't think about it. He said, no, uh-uh, that's got nothing to do with nothing. See, your physical condition has nothing to do with anything. Because what you're, you're desiring is invisible. It hasn't shown up yet. Huh? It has not shown up yet. So why were you thinking about what's here? That's going to change. And he says, he did not stagger at the promise of God. He didn't think about his body, Sarah's body. And he didn't stagger that what God would have to do to get what he says. So don't stagger at what God would have to do to get you up and walking or get you off pills or get you, you know, out of chemo and, you know, out of dialysis, whatever it is. Don't think about it. God can do it and he's going to do it. But you can't consider it. You can't add it into your spiritual equation. Well, God, I know you, I know I'm healed, but uh-uh. no, there's no buts to that. No, no, no. There's nothing butting against what God's going to do. And don't put it in there because it's not a factor unless you make it that. Now, you can stand there and argue with God all you want to, but it does not factor in because he didn't mention anything about it. If God didn't say it, it doesn't exist. Amen. So for, for God, there's nothing. He said, I've just promised it to you. But God, what about I didn't say nothing about that. What did I talk to you about? What you going to be? What you going to have? I didn't say nothing about how you can't get it yourself. Because it's not an issue for me. You are dead to me. Amen. That's the way God, we are to God. All of our complaining, all of our worrying, we're dead people. Why? Because we're alive to in Christ. We have to be dead to the carnal man and dead to the dictates of the natural realm. We're dead to all of that stuff. And we live by the faith of the Son of God. And his faith is working over in a realm you cannot see. You don't need to see it. Amen? It exists in God. you got to take his word for it. Your faith tells you it's real. God doesn't deal in things that are fantasy. 
He only deals in what's real. The fact that you can't see it doesn't make it not real. Just makes it not visible. But it's very real. When God created the world, light was inside of God. It was pitch dark out there and God said, oh, come on here, light. Was no light around. It came out of him. Everything you need comes out of God. Because if you're relying on his word for it, 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 his word is him. So your your promises are inside of God, that realm called glory. Amen. And and he's a custodian of it. And he wants you to start dialoguing with him, start agreeing with him, start talking his language. When you start talking his language, it won't be long before it shows up in the natural realm. And I mean, say when I say talking, I mean consistent. Not when you realize you ain't got it yet. You say, oh, I better get on my confession. I ain't talking about that. Cheaters. (laughs) Cheaters. <laughs> I tried it too, and I know that ain't what we're talking about. But we're talking about meditating and seeing yourself. How do you see yourself? Seeing yourself in that place in glory that God has prepared for you. You got to know that if you're using His Word, He's already prepared it for you. He's not cooking something up as you think it up. It's it's uh, He gave you permission to start withdrawing. From heaven, the things that you need. Amen. Why don't we stop? Father, thank you for your word and for understanding. Thank you, Lord, for putting your people to sleep or waking them up. I ain't sure what happened here, but. (laughs) Hey, there's one honest soul here, so. Praise God. Well, we thank you, Lord, Lord God of heaven and earth, for what you're doing in our lives, Father. We, we're going to get this. That we got it now, Father. We just have to put it into consistent practice. We're going to be such different people who speak your word all the time, believe it, meditate on your word, and build our future in you. Thank you, Lord. That we dream dreams, we see visions, we receive your word, and we honor you and we love you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If anybody needs prayer, I'll pray for you. Praise God.
for people online. You're online and you need God to touch your body with his healing power, complete what the word says you are. Bring it into manifestation 100%. We just ask you to believe. Stretch your hand out and believe it's done. You're not waiting on anything. You are healed right now. And see yourself getting up. See yourself moving around. See yourself, and continue to see yourself that way every day. Not here and there. Not, not to surprise yourself with thinking about it. But see yourself every day. Make plans to get up and move. Make plans to have more energy. Make plans to be cancer free. Make plans to get off oxygen. Make plans, make plans, make plans. That's what God wants you to do. So, Father, touch them, heal them, bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen. Whatever else you're fighting, it don't have me, and I'm making plans for my health, my wholeness, my prosperity, my career, my grandchildren to be blessed and prosper. And by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Amen, 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 amen. It is so decreed. Amen. Praise God. Amen.